Hello, 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 and welcome to the Big Apple School podcast, the weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of this show is to help you improve your English and, of course, learn something new. My name's Katya, I'm your host, and today with me, Barbara and Alana. Guys, we're doing our best to be as helpful as possible, and we would like to get some feedback about it. So subscribe to our pages in Apple, Yandex, Google, DK, or any other platform where you listen to our podcast, and let us know what you think about our show. Rate and review our podcast, give us stars, leave some comments, ask questions, and feel free to send your ideas about next episodes. It won't take much time or effort, right? But it will help us a lot to become, well, even better. Well, and today, Barbara, Leona, and I are about to discuss eco-friendliness. So, what does that mean? What is eco-friendliness to those who have no idea about it? How would we define it? And most importantly, are we eco-friendly? Well, eco-friendliness is not harming our environment. And obviously, we're living all together on this planet, and we need to practice eco-friendliness. Yeah, we only have one planet, so there's no... Exactly. So, and are you guys eco-friendly? Um, I'm trying to be, but I'm not sure uh, that I, I can just... Well, oh, uh-huh. you're trying to be, so what yeah. do you do? Well, I try to recycle uh, basically paper, because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like real easy here, but mm-hmm. uh, um, also I try to reuse as much items, uh, as, as many items as possible, mm-hmm. right? And also... Um, yeah, I try to I try to buy stuff uh, which is biodegradable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure, actually. You know, when people say they don't do much, I'm pretty sure they actually do much more because there are little steps that people do not even you know think about when we talk about eco friendliness. But let me ask you questions. So, do uh-huh. you let's say turn off water while you're brushing your teeth? Yeah, absolutely. See, that's eco friendly. Yeah. Do you? Um, what else? What else? What else? Do you switch off the light when you're not in the room? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's still that's still you know eco friendliness. So. Barbara, mm-hmm. what about you? What do you do? Oh, we were brought up being eco-friendly. So a little American history. When I was a schoolgirl, there was a big campaign called Keep America Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was an organization uh, founded in 1953, composed of um, array of businesses that recognized mm-hmm. that we had to take care of our community. So they would send out PSAs. These are public service announcements across the airwaves, meaning radio and TV, because mm-hmm. that's what we had. <laughs> and so essentially these were commercials saying, keep America beautiful. The slogan was, um, don't be a litter bug. Mm-hmm. And so I was brought up with this. And then the great... Uh, thing that spurred our um, environmental movement in the U.S. was this picture of the Earth. Are you familiar with that picture? You can Google 1972. This is called the Blue Marble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it was so stunning for us because we saw ourselves as a mirror. This mm-hmm. is our home. This is our, our world. This is our planet. We've got to take care of it. 
And this was 1972 when a lot was going on. Mm -hmm. We had the women's movement and we had the civil rights movement. We had a a raging war in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And here, take care of your planet. So important. That was good timing, I think. You know, this is this is interesting. The uh, the difference in upbringing in the in the U.S. and Russia, because in here, children, well, not even children, adults know almost nothing about being eco friendly and how important that is to be eco friendly. So, and that's that's fantastic that in the U.S. even kids are brought up this way. Well, I want to ask a question then. During wars, they recycle metal for a weapon. So certainly in Russia, you were told to uh, keep those cans recycled. No, but no. that was kind kind of necessity, you know? Yes. Which we don't have at the moment. Well, I, I guess the majority of people believe we don't. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. we have what we have. Yeah, in my uh, classes last year, I was very interested in, in knowing about recycling mm-hmm. in Novosibirsk. And I asked around, and many are very interested in it, but they say, well, we don't know how to do it. It's not convenient. Yeah, which is why the major goal right now in our city is to raise awareness. Because I talk a lot about about it with my friends, with people on Instagram. And what I see is exactly what you said. A lot of people say, we are interested. We would like to do something something but we don't know how where to start where to get information there's so much information people are just lost yeah there's two things the attitude of the people but then there has to be a system that is set up when i first came to novosibirsk i was watching the news and i recognized that this is our mayor and he was touting this big recycling center this new i thought Mm -hmm. wow how exciting but i saw no deposit places, no drop-off places. Mm -hmm. So this was what I was asking the adults. Do you recycle? Do you want to? Yes, we want to, but it's not convenient. And even I asked the kids, Mm -hmm. our parents want to, but, you know, who cares? Yeah. It's a system. I have a question to you, Barbara. Have your um, habits, I mean, eco-friendly habits, changed since you came here? Oh, yes. It's gone down the drain. I cannot do what I was used to doing. Yes, turning off the water and the lights. I definitely Mm -hmm. do that. But I was so disturbed first coming, just this pile up of plastic, Mm -hmm. the food wrapping. So the only thing that I can do, because I don't understand where anything is, um, is that I do uh, reuse the produce bags. I will bring my produce bags to the store Mm -hmm. and reuse them. And of course, I have a canvas bag. Um, that's the best I can do. Mm-hmm. What else can I do? There's no drop-off place. We're going to talk about it after the podcast. I'll show you the map where you can see where those containers are. Mm. So because not many people, again, not many people know about it just because if you don't have it right next to your house, you wouldn't think that mm-hmm. they exist anywhere in the city. Well, in the United States, we'll have um, actual grocery bags, recycling drop-offs in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's so convenient. Can you tell us, um, I'm sorry that Mm -hmm. I'm asking all the questions to Barbara, but that's just interesting um, and I think to our listeners as well. What is it like in the US? I mean, what uh, facilities do you have there? What, how... Is it made for people to be, you know... Well, this is this is depleted as well, and, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, there was a time where it was strict rules where we had to separate our brown glass from our green glass, from our clear glass. We had to separate aluminum uh, cans from tin cans, washed, separated. Okay, so the reason was that we were sending all of our... Uh, 
clean recycling to China. Do you, are you mm-hmm. aware that China was not now was recycling half of the world's recyclable waste? Mm-hmm. And then for some reason there was a change, and there was like, okay, we're just going to streamline it. Just put all your stuff into one, and this led to contamination. People were eating and then mm-hmm. just sticking stuff mm-hmm. in, and China said no more. And it was in 2018 that China put a ban on. And mm-hmm. no more. We're not taking your garbage anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Even separating like different types of glass. Yes. So now that led to recycling centers being closed, and things not being taken, and it led to the UK incinerating their stuff. And oh, you know, you've no. ever smelled burning plastic? It is so poisonous. It is. It is. And then Australia has this big stockpile of plastic and all their stuff. They don't know what to do with it because China stopped. They said no more. Does that mean that there's no, let's say, there's no reason for recycling anymore? We're not set up to process it as China was. And so there's just a little hope. There was some talk of China coming into a couple of states in the U.S. and setting up some kind of mm-hmm. processing thing. So... China seems to be the expert, and they said no more. Wow! And the whole country is now at a loss. The whole world. The whole world. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! Okay. Well, we have mentioned recycling. Alona, can you tell our listeners more about what we can recycle and what we cannot? Because I think this is one of the problems that people. Yeah. Have. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, first of all, of course, that just obvious that <clears throat> some items just cannot be recycled. Like uh, what? Non- oh, well, like for example, uh, styrofoam. Do you know what it is? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's just some t- type just for like mm-hmm. for our listeners uh, who mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, this is some type of uh, material that uh, take away containers, take away, take away food containers are made from. Mm-hmm. Well, so when you order some food uh, in um, Asian restaurants, for example, so what they do, they usually uh, deliver um, mm-hmm. everything in those in those containers. So um, that is non-recyclable. Mm-hmm. So also um, one of the materials is... Uh, um bubble wrap bubble wrap it's not recyclable too uh well and as far as i remember i'm not quite sure but i think <clears throat> i think um takeaway coffee cups they are non-recyclable so, so the, of course they're made made from paper but uh, which is recyclable but the problem is uh they have uh, like like thin mm-hmm. layer of plastic inside which makes them non-recyclable too yeah i think this is the biggest misconception that people think oh i have my you know takeaway coffee yep. cup it's made of paper i can mm-hmm. recycle it no you cannot because it's a like you know it has a compound of mm-hmm. paper plastic and different things yeah there was a video that i showed a lot of my students last year it was the the life of the a plastic bottle. Oh, and it's it, from Ted Ed, I think. Yeah. Yes, I love it? this video. It's really short, but it's very informative and very right to the mm-hmm. point. And it talks about how um, 
plastic is made, it's made of these millions of little pellets mm -hmm. bonded together. So it's very durable. And then in order to make something, you melt it down and form it. But once it starts, once it's formed and it goes on its journey, um, it breaks down and these little pellets, this is what the animals eat or the sea uh, creatures eat. And just like you said, Mm -hmm. um, these things are not recyclable. Mm -hmm. If we want to add to the list of non-recyclable um, items, I would add those um, packs uh, that juice is sold in. Mm -hmm. Again, because this is a compound mix. Um, you know, those sachets, which uh, the coffee is sold in. Um, the bags. Yeah, it's like mm -hmm. the bag. It's kind of plastic and aluminum. So this, or let's say if you have noticed the packets that, um, let's say, mayo or ketchup is sold mm -hmm. in, the one that you can squeeze, the same with um, toothpaste, those are non-recyclable too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But what is recyclable then? Paper. Paper. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some types of plastic, not all of them, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you mentioned the plastic. The reason why that long stringy produce bag practice, um, plastic cannot be recycled because it gums up the machines. Mm. It, it's not just the breakdown, but it's long. It is. Although I know that um, at some Echo events in Novosibirsk now, you mm -hmm. can actually, you know, you can take the plastic bags there and then they can be recycled to mm -hmm. some point. Well, maybe not recycled, but downcycled, but we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, and why is it... Um, so, wait. So, plastic, paper, glass. We forgot to mention glass. Glass is recyclable. And this is the best material, as they say, because it can be recycled an infinite amount of times. And uh, metal. But why is it important to recycle? Because, okay, I have had too many, too many a fight with my parents when I was sorting out the trash and they were telling me, it's just... You're just being, you know, ridiculous mm -hmm. and crazy. And what can one bottle or one coffee cup do? Like, oh, that's not a big deal. Especially with the straws too, you know. I'm like, I have a metal straw. They're like, what can one straw do? So you, need to, you need to show them the satellite visions of those five plastic islands. You've heard of mm -hmm, these things mm -hmm. in our oceans that are caught up in this current of water, this vortex, and this island of plastic, fishing lines, mm -hmm. wood, garbage, attracts all of this. Okay, I'm going to act as a um, person who does not believe in the danger of plastic, just so we can, let's say, act mm -hmm. how to answer and how to make people understand. Okay, so what about those islands? They're so far away, it does not affect me. How can we reply to that? Wow, everything, like every single item, I don't know, it just matters because everything, like they are all, you know, all, all, all items on on the planet are inter, interconnected somehow. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I know, it's kind of... Yeah, that, that speaks to the attitude. The attitude has to change. You have to care. Doesn't that bother you that there's there are plastic islands, five of them, growing in the ocean? I have to say that I have met a lot of people who do not. Okay, so these pictures of animals, sea mar marine animals, sea creatures, seabirds getting caught up in these fishing lines, suffocating, dying. And 
I, I'll go back to that video that you're mm-hmm. acquainted with. I'll, I'll give you that link. So you should put that link actually there so people can see. But it traces the life of a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there are two ways of it uh, of affecting us. One is when you throw it away and it ends up in a garbage dump, the uh, plastic is compressed with all the junk mm-hmm. pressing it. And then the rainwater comes and it makes this poisonous stew that gets into mm-hmm. the groundwater. Now, some people are not aware that we have groundwater. We have water underneath the surface of our earth that is connected to the waterways, to the ocean. Mm-hmm. And this poisons mm-hmm. the sea. The, the sea animals. Mm-hmm. And that's got to bother you. That's why. Yes. And we actually know that, uh, I mean, that's not a, like not a surprise that uh, every person nowadays consumes some amount of plastic uh-huh, every year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like, and when you see it, I mean, you, you're just like, whoa. I think this is how we can uh, try to change the attitude to people. Because when something is happening far, far away, uh-huh. people do not care about yeah. it. But once you show them and prove to them that, okay, look, some fish, well, the plastic is uh, broken down into tiny pieces. Fish eats it. So let's say marine animals eat it. So, and then you consume the seafood, mm-hmm. you consume the fish. You have plastic yeah. in you now. Yes, this is the food chain, and so it does affect. And what you're talking about, how we consume the plastic, and and what you're saying, it affects us now. I read something like a credit card worth of plastic we eat every week or something. Have what? You, I mean, it's crazy. We eat so much plastic, and these plastic bottles break down. So every time you use or reuse a plastic bottle, you're ingesting more plastic. Yeah, so every time you buy something in a supermarket, so whether it is like fish or some fruit, so you I can mean, be absolutely sure you consume plastic. It's one yeah. thing, you know, to know that you might be consuming microplastic, but giving us, you know, a certain amount, like a credit card worth of plastic. Oh God. Yeah. So listeners, that is why you have to. Yeah. I, I must tell you that it's quite hard, yeah, we know, to recycle here in Russia. But uh, one thing we can we can definitely do uh, is we can reduce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you can do. Uh, I just have an example. <clears throat> actually, I didn't have uh, breakfast in the morning. So uh, that's why on my way here, I just dropped at my local supermarket. Uh, not actually, supermarket kind of little shop mm-hmm. so uh to buy oh well you know I'm, i don't know the word for that um oh you know that just tiny tiny piece of curds uh like uh, glazed glazed one right oh yeah it's it's like uh i'm not sure okay i don't so know how to describe it i don't i'm not sure we, we ha- like in, uh, well, when I was in a in a supermarket in the U.S., those uh, in a Russian what store, call them? Uh, cheese little cheesecake cake, che- uh, glazed cake. cheesecake mass. Yeah. yeah, Barbara looks very yeah. puzzled. <laughs> we'll we'll show you. A picture well, anyway, after that. Uh, it's tiny, so I, I can mm-hmm. like this size. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, well, and yeah, I, I just bought it, and uh, the shop assistant, uh, she gave it uh, to me uh, in in a plastic bag. In a plastic bag, this one. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, when you get, but like, ask some... why? Why do I? Why do I need it? I was so like so mm-hmm. amazed. I mean, uh, what? What? What for? 
Exactly. Well, I'm happy to see that uh, many people, you know, they uh, now are okay. Well, at, at the beginning of my eco-friendly journey, um, I was telling people like, no, thank you. I don't need a plastic bag. To which, do you know what I heard in reply? Oh, don't worry. It's free. I'm like, it's I'm free. not <laughs> worrying about it being, you know, free or not free. I just don't want to create more trash. But now, um, and at the beginning, at a, you know, you know those tiny fruit shops that are not like supermarkets, but they're kind of like stands, fruit stands. At the beginning there, they were telling me the same thing. Oh, it's free. And I explained it to them that I just don't want to create more trash. So, and I'm carrying not only those, um, you know, shoppers and whatnot, but I also have um, tiny um, bags made of nets, especially for fruit. And I show them, you know, these bags. And I'm like, I prefer to use these just because I don't want to take a lot of plastic bags and it's just easier. And, is there a joke about that? Isn't it the off cost or something that the Soviets used? Those little net bags. And oh, there's yeah. some kind of joke about yeah. what they would use. And the, the disadvantage is that people know what you bought, like your milk or your... Yeah. Well, I use um, smaller ones. So the net is uh, different. So you can put rice in it, for example. So it's a different type of net. Mm-hmm. So and it's... Um, you buy it once and then you can use it for years and years and years. Technically. Oh, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I felt so alone just Aww. going, just downgrading myself with all of this. But now I have some hope. Oh, yeah. There and also, also talking about those uh, plastic straws. Oh, so no. as you probably know, um, I'm a coffee lover, so I often visit coffee shops, and uh, I'm oh, every time, uh, every time I come, uh, I'm given uh, a like that straw, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and I know that those straws uh, they harm um, tortoises, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, this summer, I bought a set of uh, metal mm-hmm, metal yeah. straws. Right. So I just uh, I have have them with me, like did in my come, bag. Did they come with a little, you know, brush yep. for them? Yep. Ooh. Yep. So yeah, you can even have that. Yeah. It's cheap. I mean, everybody can do that. It's really cheap, and it just um, I can use that for like years. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I remember a lot of campaigns like save the turtles. But then again, well, okay. So there are pros and cons to that campaign because of course plastic straws are evil you should avoid them Mm -hmm. whenever you can so i don't know if you know but a lot of companies like starbucks and whatnot they switch to paper but uh a lot of people say like oh that's great they switch to paper straws but the thing is that plastic straws are still needed because there are people who due to health Mm -hmm. reasons cannot use Mm -hmm. paper straws you know they can they get all mushy so and they cannot physically use them so and when they say that i need a paper well i need a plastic straw and they're told oh no i don't you care about the turtles i'm like look this is ableism like you like do not think about those who can know who cannot use the plastic well the paper straws due to physical reasons i know that some years some years ago canada was really concerned with that Mm -hmm. like problem ecological problem so they um they started I guess they at least they tried to ban those plastic straws, but uh, there were some protests to mm-hmm. that because, well, some people with special needs definitely need them. Mm-hmm. They still need them. Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah, at least like if the majority of people don't use them, 
That's great. Yeah. Alona, you mentioned uh, when you were saying what you do and do not do, you mentioned reducing. And then brings up, you know, the rule of three R's. Do you know about it? Yeah, of course. Can you tell more about it? Uh, I mean, the rule? Yeah. So what are the three R's? Reduce. Reduce. Cycle. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is like three whales on which the world of eco-friendliness stand. Mm -hmm. the reduce, reuse, recycle. So, um, and now what about three terms? Because uh, people who start getting into eco-friendliness, they get often confused about all this because of the, you know, huge amount of information. And there are three terms, which are recycling, mm -hmm. which we know, but there is also upcycling and downcycling. So <clears throat> what are they? Well, so upcycling and downcycling mm -hmm. are both... Uh, types of recycling, first mm -hmm. of all, right? So, do you know the difference, Barbara? No? Well, I actually had to Google the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, actually, uh, when we <clears throat> transform some a material or an item into something of um, equal or great mm -hmm. greater value, uh, mm -hmm. it is like upcycling right it is upside yeah uh, but vice versa if, uh, just some material or some product is converted into something um, of lesser value mm -hmm. so it is downcycled right mm -hmm. I, I mean i'm talking about discarded materials yeah yeah so well uh if you want some examples so let's say upcycling um Basically, a lot of DIY comes from that. So, for example, you have a watch that stopped working, you turn it into fancy earrings, tadan upcycling. Or, mm -hmm. oh, what have what have I seen um, just this morning on Pinterest? This is uh, a great, you know, app for different DIY ideas. So, how to turn an old letter into a, a bookshelf, something like that. So, you do not technically do anything with a letter, so but you use it for something of the same value, mm -hmm. so upcycling. And downcycling, for example, if we, well, not we, but certain facilities recycle plastic bottles, not all of them are made of the same type of plastic. So sometimes the plastic that you get in the end is of lower quality. So, and then it is used not to make bottles, but to make, let's say, speed bumps. So, and this would be downcycling. Yeah. So when I was Googling this, um, what came to mind when you're talking about uh, a, wa a broken watch being turned into some jewelry, um, it occurred to me that, of course, this is like an artist love doing this. Mm -hmm. There's this artist um, that very famous in Georgia. He was a folk artist and he really did exactly what you're saying. He would um, make his art using... Um, um, bicycle parts, machinery, mm -hmm. old plastic toys. He even made this art uh, with his son's tonsils. The son's tonsils <laughs> was in a were in a uh, jar and he made that into some kind of art thing. You know, um I don't know Barbara if you have seen these things, but in Russia, especially in some kind of small town, some people make different, I don't know, figures like a swan out of used tires. So now we can say that this is not just, you know, a tasteless piece of crap, but this is upcycling. I, yes. I have them in my hometown, oh. so they are ugly. <laughs> really? They are. They are. 
But now we can say that this is eco-friendly. Yes. And I think um, this happens in schools. Don't teachers say, oh, kids, bring something from home and we're going to make some art. Mm. And they have fun doing things like this. Actually, I remember a couple of years ago in Boston in the um, Institute of Contemporary Art, there was a whole exhibition of art made of uh, different used materials. So there was some upcycling art exhibition. So and I was amazed at what you can do with things that are used. So it was just, wow. Well, but then again, you have to have some talent for this. So have either one of you ever bought clothes that have been downcycled? Never. I have, well, I have seen a pair of sneakers, but the thing is that you have to pay to be eco-friendly because they cost around uh, $80, I think, a pair, so... I was not ready to pay that, I'm afraid. Yeah, which brings actually a question. Um, so one of the greatest pollutant um, that people do not think about is fast fashion. So they think that to be eco-friendly, it's enough to just recycle. But then when you start telling them that, you do you know how much um, different fast fashion companies pollute the environment? They get really shocked because they think that fast fashion is something we do not have here. But then you tell them, oh, this is companies you know and use like Zara, H&M and whatnot. And they're like, oh, oh, wait, what? So you're speaking of fast fashion, mm -hmm. meaning that uh, manufacturers are um, reeling out uh, clothes quickly and cheaply exactly. and they don't last long. They do not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they say that this is now the third biggest pollutant in the world just because they use, um, well, to dye the uh, clothes, they use very cheap paint and dye, then the materials themselves, then the cheap labor and whatnot, then they do not care about, you know, how to deal with the Dispose waste. Dispose mm -hmm. of it. So this is going to be dumped in the rivers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, which is why now a lot of uh, activists, they say that if you want to be even more eco-friendly, uh, try to buy clothes at some, um, let's say, secondhand stores or mm -hmm. stores that you know use good materials, not mm -hmm. cheap labor. But then again... You can also you can also recycle, actually, twice in my life, I've recycled my clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's easy to do. I mean, you can just take it to the nearest... Uh, uh, not the nearest <laughs> supermarket. I mean, here in Russia, but uh, we do have lots of uh, lots of um, places here in Novosibirsk where you can take your clothes. Mm -hmm. to, uh, for example, it, um, I know we have one in uh, Royal Park shopping center. Do you mean those little boxes? On the uh, on the yeah, front floor. yeah 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 so so you're not speaking about um, secondhand clothes you're speaking about recycling recycling right because uh, I had I had some items uh, I just I never I never used but the quality wasn't like wasn't good so I just I decided to take them to the it's a very, uh -huh. well, they have a very limited, um, let's say, scope of things that they can take. So the thing is that in those boxes, you can both take your clothes that uh -huh. you want to be donated. You want to be sold uh -huh. at secondhand stores, charity shops, actually, not really secondhand, but more of charity, still secondhand. And they still take um, clothes for recycling, but they have to be only cotton. So they cannot recycle other materials, I'm afraid. So, but... 
yeah, if you do that, they need to be washed and all the buttons and zips and whatnot have to be cut. But yeah, so it's still something. Yeah. What about downgrading your wardrobe? Like you buy new clothes to go to work in and then it's getting old. So you just wear them at home Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. you start sleeping in them. (laughs) Do you do that? Oh, yeah. 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 And then when when it starts, you know... When it gets to the point they cannot wear them at home even. I use them for cleaning. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now, um, what about... So, we have talked about this uh, recycling, um, buying secondhand things and whatnot, donating. But a lot of people think that this is no more than just a trend. So, and I don't know if you've met these people, but I certainly have when I say, oh, I try to recycle. I, let's say, save this so I can take it to the nearest recycling point and whatnot. And they say, this is just a trend that's well, going to pass. Well, it is a trend. It is a trend, but that's a positive trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's trendy and I'm glad it's trendy. Mm-hmm. I agree with you because when I was talking about my little history in the 70s of this environmental movement starting, then what came after that was the me generation. Mm-hmm. I'm the center of the universe. I don't care about recycling. And then what came after that was the technological era mm-hmm. where what do you do with your old laptops and your old monitors and your old, you know, uh, components? Mm-hmm. Nothing. You just put it in and allow it to poison the earth. So it was a very it now it now this whole thing is new. This is a new trend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, this was my uh, this was pain for me because I have an old laptop, an old phone that I do not use, but they just sit there in one of the drawers or in a storage unit right now, just because uh, I'm looking for mm-hmm. the facility where I can take it. Definitely. Uh, but what I'm happy about that in the U.S. there are special, you know, like. Um, machines that look like ATMs. So imagine you have an ATM. So you come to it, you scan your ID, you put a phone inside, you write down the name of the phone when you bought it, then it kind of analyzes it and it gives you cash. Mm -hmm. So this way you recycle your phone and you get cash. It's not much. So for example, you can recycle a phone for let's say 15 bucks, but that's better than nothing. Yeah. So I like that. I'm really looking forward to yeah, having those things like are really that. important. Um, before I moved to Novosibirsk, um, I started cleaning out my house for about two years prior because I knew at some point I was going to be moving. I didn't know where. Um, but it took that long to find places that you can bring your TV to, bring your mm-hmm. components to. And I, I paid $25 to get my TV recycled. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does... And I had to go to a special store to get my light bulbs Mm -hmm. recycled. So I had to go to different places. And I did try that kiosk that you're talking about. But for some reason, it didn't accept my phone. I I didn't have the information. I don't know. I couldn't make Mm -hmm. it work. But um, I was envious of people standing Mm -hmm. in line and using that and getting a little bit of cash out of there. Yeah. And the, the very fact that you do not throw it away, but it you kind it it gets recycled so keep serving the world yeah you have to call around do you take this we take this but not this okay you, oh yeah and you have to make a list and okay so it was a big run around but I worth have, it well that's what i'm doing on a daily on a daily basis because let's say i have a container um right next to my building which um accepts some sort well some types of plastic uh and metal well aluminum but that's it 
So which means if I want to recycle glass, I need to take it to another place, which is twinned, which is a 20 minute walk away from my building, then paper. For some reason, the container that I have next to my building does not accept paper, which means I need to find something else. And then I also have, um, you know, those uh, plastic lids and plastic cups and whatnot. I need to take them to a separate place. Then there are batteries, light bulbs, clothes. So it's just, you know, stored in my house on some of the shelves. So, and then once a month or even... In my hometown, we have uh, a coffee bar, which um, gives you like a discount if you bring your own cup. I love this initiative. Yeah, and that's just great. I um, always do. So one of the, well, one of the other reasons why people have looked at me like I'm a lunatic is when I have brought my own uh, Tupperware or a container into a supermarket mm-hmm. and, you know, those um, things you can buy, you know, you just say, can I have a bit of that? Can I have a bit of that? So I was buying fish and I said, can you put it into my container? They just looked at me like, no. Why? <laughs> like, look, yeah. well, first, I want to, you know, save the planet and use less plastic. Second, if you need something, some other reason, and number one is not enough, yours will smell. Mine is airtight, so. But um, some of the people are reluctant to do that. But I don't know if you know, but, um, oh, I can use this, you know, um, opportunity to tell about that to other people. So you can now sign a petition um, about your own containers because uh, the um, the department that is responsible for the uh, what's that what's that what's that like sanitary restrictions sanitary rules they want to ban the opportunity of buying stuff into your own uh, containers including coffee and people are mad about it because that will lead to an extraordinarily amount extraordinary amount of plastic so when the whole world goes zero waste russia goes the other way mm-hmm. oh what about when um this this pandemic hit and people have this ppe which of course is really important but um this personal protective equipment and now we oh. all wear masks and mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. uh, patients that the stuff will just pile up. You have mm-hmm. they're disposable. I mean, you throw them away. And the first thing I thought was, oh no, mm-hmm. this is going to add to our uh, plastic islands. And then, sure enough, I read an article yeah. about how it was adding. It is, yeah. One thing though is, um, even though it is disposable and you have to throw it away, uh, make sure to cut the strings because yes. the buds can get caught in it. And I'm wondering about. Um, dental floss because I started cutting my dental floss. I'm thinking, is this going to be better for the turtles and for the animals? Because it's a long piece of... Mm-hmm. What do you mm-hmm. think? Do you think cutting the, the dental floss before throwing it out? I mean, it sounds reasonable. I think so. Yeah, some people might be listening to us and thinking, oh God, they're doing way too much. <laughs> no, we're not doing too much. We're not crazy. Oh. We really care. And, and I think everyone cares, but they just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So speaking of uh, that being a trend, and even though I agree that it is certainly a good trend, if that makes more people interested, even better. But do you think that some companies actually use it to make more money and they oh, don't care definitely. about it? Definitely. The marketing of go green, we're green, <laughs> mm-hmm. buy us. Yeah, right. Look at all the things we do. Mm. I have uh, recently found out about the term... Um, green washing i think it is it's mm-hmm. when company like brain brainwashing <laughs> <laughs> kind of so when a company you know um 
stand, well, they state that they are eco-friendly. You can take clothes to our place and we are going to recycle it. But in the end, it just ends up on a land pile. So this is called greenwashing because they only seem to be mm-hmm. eco-friendly, but in the reality, they are not. So, yeah. I, ah. I, I think that is going on. And I also... And we play into it because we might be doing a lot of actions and things to recycle, just like taking it to these places, and then they really don't. Mm-hmm. And that turns off people. They say because there have been articles or reports of this happening. Ah, I'm not going to recycle. It's too much trouble, and it's not recycled anyway. That's what people have told me. Like, oh, so you are taking mm-hmm. that plastic into a special container, but then it ends up mm-hmm. in one car, in so, one truck. Yeah, anyway. why do it? So when I saw the truck, a special green truck, only picking up that trash from that container, I took a video of it and I posted it saying, so to those who did not believe there is a special truck that didn't even touch, you know, the trash cans nearby. So, and I always make sure to tag the company. So see, they, they, they are doing things. So make sure to ask them any questions if you have. I'd I'd like to go back a little bit. Uh, uh, I mean, you were talking about uh, containers. Uh I mean, containers we bring with us to to local supermarket um, and other place. Well, I mean, um, we are not allowed to to use them sometimes because actually the problem is that... um, if you if you get sick, mm-hmm. for example, yeah, after using your own uh, container, wow, n- nobody knows like uh, what kind of container you brought mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what was there before you brought it to the supermarket. So if you get sick after that, uh, so then they might theoretically have problems. So that's mm-hmm. why like you might sue and all that stuff. Well, yeah, this is this is one of the parts of it one of the sides of it because if you get sick technically you cannot sue them you cannot have any complaints about the supermarket because you cannot prove that it was because of their food and not because of your container so it has yeah it has some downsides and whatnot they are they are just like kind of protecting themselves Mm -hmm. nowadays i've heard that um some of the coffee shops do not um let's say pour coffee into your own cup just because it's the time of the pandemic so they do not Mm -hmm. even touch it I know one coffee shop in here, so they do so. I mean, they do pour coffee into your own cup, but they ask you, can you please put it right here? So, and they do not even touch it. So they just, you know, staying on the safe side. Yeah. All right. And what about uh, one more thing uh, that a lot of eco activists talk about, which is carbon footprint? So, have you heard about carbon footprint? And what's that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, this is what we do. I, I always think of the emissions with mm-hmm. with cars. Um, what we do to impact, to add on to our environmental damage that mm-hmm. we're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people claim that it's worth donating to some companies to compensate for the carbon footprint that you make. For example, if you, and there is a special calculator on the internet. So if you take a flight, for example, from Novosphere to Moscow, you can calculate the amount of CO2 emissions 
that you, you know, well, not you directly, but you made. Uh, and then you can uh, donate a certain amount to companies that try to cover this carbon footprint for you. So eco-friendly companies, um, different activists and whatnot. And I think this is called eco, no, not eco, carbon, carbon offsetting. So what do you think about that? Is it worth doing? Is it, so would you I, ever do that? I'm, I don't trust companies. I'm always thinking they're trying to make that profit mm -hmm. and they're hiding behind this. So I would have to know that it was backed by some activists mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know I mean, what do you think. Can, can I do that in Russia? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, that is a good idea. I, I, I just, I would do that. But uh, I mean, it, it's kind of, kind of huge problem for the majority of people mm -hmm. here in Russia. You know why. So... <laughs> That's why for Europe, probably, yeah, mm -hmm. sure, good idea. I have some mixed feelings about this just because even if I would like to do that, I, just like you, Barbara, I don't trust companies. So I think I would have to do a research, you know, at the beginning. So just to see that, is this company trustworthy? Can I really trust them that they will, you know, make use of the money and put them to the right place and to do the right thing? But yeah, I'm on Instagram, I'm following several people who are eco activists. So they post a lot about it. So, and I look at them like, okay, so you know your thing. So you must be sure in this company. But then again, am I ready to pay money for this? I don't know. It's just another side of it. Am I ready to, you know, give a part of my income to this? Not sure. I think um, corporations do so much damage toward the environment that they need to take a lot more responsibility. Exactly. This is what some people oh, actually claim when you say, oh, you need to reduce, you need to recycle, you need to sort <clears throat> your trash. And they say, I'm not the biggest pollutant in this world. Companies do so much more. So why is it me, a humble, me, an individual who has to take, you know, action? I don't need to take action, so... Which... Because he buy plastic bag every time he shop. So that's why. Yeah. Well, for some people, that's not a big, big an argument, so... But how can we encourage people to be more conscious about, you know, environment? How can we... I don't know... Make them. Well, just like you say, talking about it and, and what I tried doing last year with my classes and showing this video and having some kind of discussion with it. Um, what can we do? I, what can we do? Um, we have this fancy recycling center in Novosibirsk, but what a mystery. How do we get our <laughs> things recycled? <laughs> right. So what if we um, think of a list of tips on how to be more eco-friendly in general and in Novosibirsk in particular? So what can we add to the list? So we've mentioned some things like, number one, turn off the water while you're brushing your teeth or switch off the light. What else? Uh, I've never done that actually, but I'm planning to. Um, so for example, you can use less, um, not, not actually less, you can, um, um, you can buy shampoo bar, for example, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is much better than just a regular, regular shampoo, mm -hmm. uh, shampoo bottle, because you do not need to recycle, you do not produce waste. And it can serve both, as far as I know, as um, like um, cal shower, mm -hmm. shower gel, whatever, shower, shower, shower uh -huh. gel, yeah, uh, also shampoo, 
and just soap. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a single single item for for taking care. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Skin. I have actually seen a lot of those, uh, yeah, different like bars of soap and whatnot. Oh. And you can even buy, let's say, um, like a deodorant. And, and oh, usually these things tend to be very mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, even better for your skin and whatnot. The same thing goes with lip balm, uh, deodorants, mm-hmm. creams. Like, you know, they are very hard and they come if they are not in, mm-hmm. well, if they're not just sold like by bar, they they come in little metal uh, containers, and then after using, you take it back to the shop. So they take it back to the oh, producer, so it can be reused. That's great. So you're talking about a bar that kind of essentially is melting as you're using it, right? Well, yes, yes, because that reminds me of my favorite color crayons, and I how much I detest seeing kids using these markers Mm -hmm. because with a color crayon it's made out of wax Mm -hmm. and you're essentially it's just melting away every time Mm -hmm. you it's wearing down every time you color a picture Mm -hmm. and these kids with these finite amount of um color inside these plastic containers you can't use them anymore you just toss them Mm -hmm. and the thing is that they're non-recyclable and then the deodorant that you're talking about i always used mineral deodorant it's a mineral Mm -hmm. and you know, it melts away. I couldn't find anything here. Maybe it is we somewhere. We need to have a talk yes, after the we podcast do. with we a with a list do. of places. I'm so you lost. So you, you can buy it in Mac. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the 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 deodorant. Yep. Yep. Uh, also, like Fermer uh, Center, you can buy it there. Yep, I've seen one. Wow, I did not know about this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're not they're not that rare. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one more tip. So I think you should you should reuse uh, as many glass items as mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my mom calls me an old lady because I do <laughs> <laughs> really really uh, like all that. If I buy honey, for example, and mm-hmm. it usually goes in that glass. Mm-hmm. jar so i do recycle every honey jar mm-hmm. uh, so that, that's you, a good you recycle thing. it by taking oh, it i'm sorry to the re- reuse it reuse, reuse it, it. yeah uh-huh. reuse it so we also can say when you are shopping uh for groceries in a supermarket mm-hmm. make sure to use a less non-recyclable plastic package mm-hmm. and more of recyclable like you do with honey so for yeah. example make sure you don't buy a, a you know a squeezable pack of mayo but yeah it, it's better it's definitely better to buy something which is recyclable or uh like degradable mm-hmm. or well, another thing is uh, like cleaning supplies. Um, sometimes they come with a spray mm-hmm. uh, top and then sometimes they come just with the the uh, product. Mm-hmm. And that's good. You can just put the the straw thing. And in. actually save money yeah. on it because usually yeah. the ones with the spray top are more expensive. Right. Now, uh, two tips to those living in Novosibir specifically. So number one is... Uh, check out the map with Arctic City containers because those are the containers that, um, you know, accept the plastic, metal, some of them accept glass and in some of them you can throw paper. So there is a map uh, where you can see which one is closest to you so you don't need to actually throw away plastic. But make sure to rinse your plastic, please. So it doesn't have to, well, it must not, 
have anything like uh, food residue and whatnot. So yeah, so not clean. rinsing, but washing. Wa- with, well, yeah, depends on what you had in it. Yeah, rinsing <laughs> or washing. By the way, talking about uh, or like cleaning supplies and all like those cleaning liquids. Well, vinegar is just very good for cleaning. You don't even have to buy like mm-hmm. that special special gal. Oh yeah, yeah like, I agree. Yeah. I had that from uh, people who are well hardcore eco friendly people. Yeah. Because they say you can use vinegar, you can use um, mustard instead of a, you know, um, dishwasher detergent and something. So, yeah. Or an orange peels soaked in water also. What? Yeah, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> well, sometime ago. Wait, you ago. can use it as a what? As a dishwasher detergent? Or? Um, not that, uh, basically for, uh, like, for cleaning, I mean shelves you know oh the citrus would cut yep. through yeah mm-hmm. wow so wait uh so you leave it in water so the orange peel in water for some time yeah, you just soak them in water like for for two days probably mm-hmm. and that's it and then you can use the so you can put it oh yeah. oh mm-hmm. i like that yeah, i it like smells that good too mm-hmm. i have just realized that we haven't talked about composting things Ah, um, yeah. This is one more way to reduce the the waste because I know that um, plastic is obviously dangerous. But one more thing is that the um, food waste that we produce and like you know all the peels and whatnot, when they are in a land pile and do not have uh, access to oxygen, so they produce some um, poisonous gases and whatnot. I oh, think I didn't know that. I forgot the name of the gas, but yeah. All right, and one more tip, um, which can be useful for those who do not know. Uh, we have a store in Novosibirsk, which is called Green Reza, and it is a zero-waste store, which means everything in there comes with no package. So you bring your own glass jars, you bring your own uh, plastic containers and whatnot. If you don't have anything, you can buy some uh, containers there and then take them back and get a discount. But basically, you can buy a lot of things there. What's that? It's, um, all right, so this is in a neighborhood close to Richnoy uh, Vokzal. So I'm, uh-huh. I'll send you the link. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious whether, uh, like, all the items there are, uh, like, I guess they are more expensive than... They are less yeah, expensive. Less expensive. They are less right. expensive. You would expect that, like, oh, yeah, a zero sure. waste store, like, That's this is a trend. Mm-hmm. But since they do not use the packaging... This is because a lot of the, well, the biggest part component of the price that of things that we buy is the packaging. It's expensive to make. You need to transport it. But once you sell things without the packaging, it gets more, well, less expensive, sorry. So it gets cheaper. So if you compare prices, it's, you know, you can save, you can save what a What do lot. they sell? I mean, like uh, food only? Well, they sell food. Um, so they f- they sell grains like chickpeas and lentils and whatnot. They sell uh, laundry detergent, shower gels, shampoos, like those um, shampoo, hot shampoo that you've mentioned. They sell that too. So they sell um, tea. They, they sell a lot of food. They sell um, sweets too, like marshmallows and whatnot. And they all uh-huh. come without a container, so you need to bring your own. But if you don't have, if you don't have any, you know, empty jars and whatnot, you can go there, buy one jar and whatnot in there, 
and yeah, and then return it. So, and they also, um, yeah, they sell a lot of things like granola, mostly a lot, really a lot. And the thing is that I compared the prices in a supermarket in, in there. So a pack of lentils, I remember, which is half a kilo uh, was the same price in a supermarket as a kilo in there. So you can get twice as much for the same money. It's great. Wow. I know. <laughs> I love them. I love them for that. They also accept, you know, um, uh, used batteries, used light bulbs mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, and I, I love it. I love that there are places like that. So any other tips that we can think of? Well, I guess loads of them, but... <laughs> <laughs> well... It, it would take like two hours to, to we should, list. We should make, you know, like a, a list and then just post it somewhere. All right. Well, that, that has been very helpful, not only entertaining and useful, but so helpful to me personally. And I hope to those who have been listening. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. All right. So that was the Big Apple School podcast. And today we discussed eco-friendliness. So we talked about what is eco-friendliness, what we do or do not do. We talked about recycling, upcycling and downcycling, disposable versus reusable materials, carbon footprint and how to compensate for it if you want to. We talked about um, echo shops, zero waste, different companies. So is it just a trend or is it actually something, you know, useful? We talked about how to encourage people around us to be more eco-friendly and we gave some specific tips on how to be eco-friendly in general and in Novosibirsk in particular. Thank you for listening and remember, if you struggle to understand our conversation, you're always welcome to our website, which is bigappleschool.com slash podcast. And you can find all the scripts for all the podcasts in there so you can read them while listening. Cool, right? So also, if you want to get more content which will help you learn English, you can follow us on social media such as Instagram, VK, YouTube, Telegram, any social media, basically. Just search our name again, Big Apple School, and that's it. So that was Katya, and my guests for today were Barbara and Alana. And a little thing at the end. If you have listened till the end, please post an echo-friendly emoji so we can see how many people actually listen till the end. So stay tuned and we'll see you around.